you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And now, move the sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ, Bucky, Rhett, back with you. Uh, Coming off of a Monday night massacre, I think that would be an appropriate way to describe what we saw last night. Buck, how are you doing, man? Welcome back from from London. How was the flight? Uh, A long one. Then I'm going to do another one this weekend. So uh, back and forth. Uh, I will say, Rhett, you were A1 about the lounges, Uh, making sure you make our way to certain lounges, Amex Lounge, Virgin, Got to get it done. Lounge. Yeah, like it. It's a lot, a lot of fun hanging there. But man, eleven hours for like a game. You're going to spend more time in like in international air. airspace in the la- in the next seven days than in either London or the United States. So that's that's but, that's pretty solid. Good for you, man. But you know, but you know what makes it worth it? Being diamond. We won't we won't oh, do the shameless whoa, plug to an But you know what? <laughs> you know go. what is worth it. When you're a diamond, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Hey, enjoy oh, it now. Man. It's all going away, brother. Hey, no, no, now. no. They, they talked about some changes. They talked about some we'll changes see. trying to bring it back. Yeah, I'll tell you what. This is a glimpse inside to the scouting world, by the way. We talk about the, <laughs> yes. the scouting show. Pretty Nobody talks more about hotel points yeah. and airline miles than, uh, than Road Dog Scouts. Uh, Buck, let, let's it. jump into last night's game. This this was a, uh, to say it was a butt kicking is an understatement. 24 to three is the final score. It didn't even feel that close. In a game where the Giants offensively ran the ball pretty well, but didn't really have to do anything. I mean, sorry, not the Giants. The uh, the Seahawks ran the, the Hawks, ball pretty yeah. well. But other than that, they didn't have to really do anything offensively. They just throw your defense out there and watch the Giants uh, implode offensively, which is what happened. 11 sacks, uh, turnovers. They, the Giants couldn't do anything offensively in this game and it felt like Pete Carroll and the Seahawks were content to just hey let's just run the ball and get out of here they're not going to do anything on the other side yeah there's something to it there was very uh, uh kind of like a throwback feel to this game when it came from the Seahawks perspective defense was able to get after it 11 sacks and the relentless pressure that they were able to apply on Daniel Jones 
Uh, to me, that's what stood out. This is a team that has really tried to find its way on defense. And we're beginning to see the last two classes that they've stacked together, some of the free agent additions that they've added to it. This is more like the vintage Seahawks teams that we remember from the 2010s. If they're able to kind of harass quarterbacks and bruise and batter running backs and wide receivers like they were on Monday night, uh, this Seattle Seahawks team looks really, really good in a division that also features a bully in the San Francisco 49ers. This looks like a team that can go toe-to-toe with some of those top teams. Yeah, Hawks and Niners' first matchup will be pretty interesting here. You know, I I kept looking at what the Giants were dealing with, right? And obviously, they're shorthanded coming in along the offensive line. Andrew Thomas uh, ha- is out again, has been out. Uh, obviously, they're still not quite where they want to be on the right side. But then, you know, you got John Michael Schmitz, the rookie center, who leaves in the first quarter of the game. You got to move Bredesen over to center. Lemieux comes in at guard. Then Lemieux goes down in the fourth quarter. And, yeah, you're talking about, like, preseason rotations of offensive linemen in here in the second half, and it showed. But I, I think to say that it was all because the Giants have a patchwork offensive line right now is not giving enough proper respect to the Seattle Seahawks, who not only – 36 pressures this week, okay? 36 pressures to lead the league on Daniel Jones and the Giants this week. But it's not just this week. They led the league in pressures last week, too. Like, this, they are sandwiched right in between the 49ers and the Cowboys uh, amongst teams that are getting the most pressure on quarterbacks right now at number two. That's pretty dang good. And who's who's doing it? Yeah, Nuchenu Wosu is part of it. Um, how about Derek Hall, the rookie second round pick from Auburn? Yeah. We didn't talk about a ton uh, really going into the draft last year, but you know, w- was one of those guys that was putting a ton of pressure on Daniel Jones last night. How about Boye Mafe really starting to come mm-hmm. on uh, the second round pick a couple years ago to Minnesota? Like they've got some young players in there, led you know some vintage, you know some some veteran, excuse me, uh, guys as well, and then you had a vintage performance from Bobby Wagner too. And when you start getting all that pressure, DJ, that's when guys like Devin Witherspoon start to pay off in the back end. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to Witherspoon in just a second. I'm going to go back, though. You mentioned Derek Hall. Let's go back to the pre-scouting, yeah. uh, pre-draft nuggets on him. So he was almost 6'3", 254 pounds. He had 34 and a half inch arms, so really, really long arms. He ran 4.55, five, which is an outstanding time. Uh, go back through my notes on him. He was my 64th overall player. Uh, long and explosive. He's a little bit tight-hipped. Uh, they used yeah. him kind of as a walk-around blitzer, moved him around, let him uh, work up and down the line of scrimmage. He can really, really close. The effort was outstanding, which we always preach on here uh, about that being one of the key traits of every elite pass rusher is the effort and the consistency of the effort. He could really set the edge in the run game as well. So nice to see him kind of emerging that burst that we saw in college. Uh, that's yeah. translated. But I want to go the, the highlight of the day. I mean, Devin Witherspoon has two sacks, has a pick six, 90, you know, 90 plus yards down there right on the goal line. Uh, he was all over the field and they're playing him inside at nickel because of some injuries. And I go back through and I look at my notes. You know, this ought to be encouraging to you. If you're a little undersized out there and you love the game of football and you say, ah, maybe I'm too small. The guy you're looking at with the uh, with the pick six here and the two sacks was 150 pounds as a freshman in college. They played him inside. They played him outside. He ended up getting up to 181 pounds by the combine. But I had compared him to Samari Roll uh, coming out, and he was the top corner for me in the draft in this last year's uh, class. But in terms of a sleight of frame, but just unbelievable instincts, ball skills, playmaking ability. Uh, Buck, watching that game last night and seeing him play in the nickel, I I was thinking of Antoine Winfield Sr. And I know he's taller than him. Antoine Mm -hmm. Winfield Sr. I think was 5'9", or maybe even a little under 5'9". 
But the way he played that nickel position, I saw the same thing last night with Witherspoon. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad comparison because uh, you just think about what Antoine Wingfield was able to do in the league for a long time. He certainly passed down some of those uh, tips and, and instincts to his son. But for Witherspoon, the thing that stood out to me is the nickel position is the hardest position to master in the secondary because you're yeah. having to deal with the running game, the passing game, two-way goals from wide receivers, the instincts and awareness that are required to play that position. It's typically not one that you can put a novice in there. He jumped in after Jamal Adams suffers a concussion, and they don't skip a beat. They blitz him off the edge a couple times. He gets in there, makes plays. We've seen on tape, he wasn't afraid to mix it up. Putting another playmaker on the field in a position where he's kind of close to the ball, the Seahawks might have accidentally uncovered something that allows their defense to go to another level this season. Yeah, he doesn't play with any hesitation. He trusts his eyes, and he pulls the trigger and goes, and that's something you saw. It's a result of tape study, by the way, which he did at Illinois. They raved about it. And obviously, he's doing the same thing here uh, with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. So a great, great start to the career uh, for Devin Witherspoon. Uh, somebody who's having an unbelievable year uh, is with the 49ers. That shouldn't be a shock. It's Christian McCaffrey. This is a perfect marriage of skill set, which is special, uh, with scheme and with Kyle Shanahan, an offensive line. And it, he's been outstanding. But you look at the touches here. Man, it's piling up. You look at this game, uh, week four against the Cardinals, 27 for McCaffrey, 24 for everybody else. The production's off the charts there, uh, Rhett. But when you when you look yeah. at just the touches, he's on pace for 340 carries. Uh, that would be a career high by 30-something uh, rushes. Now, he's also catching the ball uh, out of the backfield as well. You see the number 46% of the, uh, of the team's touches, most in the NFL for Christian McCaffrey. Is this is this a concern? Uh, is this something they need to monitor and dial down a little bit, or do you just go with the hey, we're going to run till the wheels fall off on this one? Well, you know, I'm okay with running till the wheels fall off as long as that's in you know like the third weekend of February and not like week 16, <laughs> you know, and and not into the playoffs, right? Where you're, you're talking about you know yeah, you see how he's limited, didn't practice all week, and you know maybe he can give us you know 15, 15, 20 you know snaps or carry. I hope it doesn't come to that. And and look, I mean, he is a big, strong, physical dude, but he has had, you know, some durability issues and what 80 carries already on pace for 320. That's just with the carries and not in the past game. So that's a lot of touches uh, would be for sure a career high if it keeps up at this pace. I was just looking at uh, the rest of the running backs, 25 combined carries for Elijah Mitchell. And I threw Kyle Juszczyk in there too. So like they just, they don't have a ton of other, you know, carries to kind of, uh, pass around there. It, it's kind of all going to McCaffrey, but it's it, look when you look at the success rate in so many different ways, like he is getting a first down or a touchdown on 30% of his carries pretty efficient right there. Um, mm -hmm. He leads the league in yards per carry. He's second only to Deandre Swift and Bijan who have 30 fewer carries. Um, I, I said nearly leads the league in yards per carries second only to those two guys, the explosive runs way up there at the top. More impressively here, and this tells you a little bit something about how good the offensive line is and then how good he is. He is second in rushing yards before contact, right? So he is the second most rushing yards before he gets touched. And then he's first in yards after contact. So that is truly like marrying really good offensive line play, good scheme with an elite running back right there. I understand why you want to keep feeding him the rock, Buck. I, look, man, I, I, I just looked at the snippets. We talk about his touch. He's not getting touched when he touches the ball. Like three of those touchdowns, he didn't get touched. Like it, it was like playing flag football. So 
I understand the concern because it's early in the year. And it might be a situation where you're monitoring the carries, maybe in the middle of the year. Maybe you have to dial back and scale it back. But right now, it's working so well. Man, it's hard to say, hey, guys, I know our guy's crushing it. He's one of the more productive players in the National Football League. Let's make sure we we, we kind of use him wisely. He's been so good for this team that it's just hard. 13 straight games, he's t- he scored a touchdown for the Niners. I understand it. You talk about the perfect marriage between player and scheme. Christian McCaffrey teaming up with Kyle Shanahan in this scheme has been lights out. That's why we're seeing the numbers that we're seeing from the, the fantastic all-pro playmaker. Well, he's got a couple big ones coming up, starting with the Dallas Cowboys, the Sunday nighter at home. That's going to be a huge one against a really good Dallas defense. Then they go on the road at Cleveland uh, with Miles Garrett, Jim Schwartz to orchestrate in that defense. So he's got a a couple big tests coming up. Maybe if you are going to dial back the touches, maybe you wait uh, for a couple weeks. Let's let's get to these next two games, which are going to be very difficult opponents. Uh, And then maybe you try and dial it back uh, just a little bit. On the other side of that thing, Buck, you look at the Arizona Cardinals in that ballgame. Hey, they're competitive. It's in the third quarter. They're competitive. They've been competitive each and every week. Is there something that we missed uh, that we didn't that we didn't process correctly in the offseason? What, what are expectations of how terrible this was going to be, and yet how competitive this team has been? What did we miss? Uh, I think we might have missed out on a, a few different things. One, Mati Asifor bringing in the right players to kind of blend in with Jonathan Gannon's uh, system and culture. And then Jonathan Gannon being able to find the right buttons to motivate his team to play hard. There are a lot of things that you can make up uh, in terms of your deficiencies. If you play hard, you give great effort, you have a level of physicality to your game. When you watch the Cardinals, they have all of those things. And really, when I look at this roster, you have a bunch of misfits and castoffs that are finally having an opportunity to kind of shine on the biggest stage. Think about Josh Dobbs, who was kind of languishing in Cleveland as a number three, he has an opportunity in Arizona to be the starter. He has taken full advantage of those reps. And so it's just kind of, I would say, we talked about the perfect marriage between Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan, but you kind of have that going on in Arizona. You have a coach who wants guys that are hungry, guys that are getting after it, and you have a bunch of misfits that are playing really, really well. And even though the record isn't what they want, it's hard to knock the effort into hustle because it looks great on tape. Yeah, and I'm happy for Josh Dobbs because this is somebody, again, he, he's only played played eight games since 2018 throughout his career, so he didn't, hadn't got much opportunity. He, now he's got four starts here. He's not turning the ball over. He's got no interceptions. He's completing over 70% of his passes. So it kind of shows you in, in this league, if, if you're going to offensively, just don't turn the ball over, protect the football, uh, get the ball out of your hand, be accurate with it. You know, they're, there's not, they're not the most dynamic team. I, I like Michael Wilson, the, the rookie receiver. has got a chance to be a really good player for them. But, hey, let's just protect the football. And on defense, they play so hard. And I, I give Gannon a lot of credit for how hard they're playing uh, on that side of the ball. Uh, all right, yeah. let's, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to jump into the rookies, the rookie draft, uh, one of our favorite things we do each and every week. We can recap last week. Uh, spoiler alert, it uh, didn't go well for Rhett. We'll get to that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Sunday morning football is back on NFL Network and bigger than ever. Live from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags take on Josh Allen and the Bills. Rise, shine, and watch a full day of football Sunday, October 8th at 9.30 a.m. Eastern only on NFL Network and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Uh, looking forward to that one. Bucky will be there, by the way, so I have a chance to recap that one when he gets back. Uh, speaking of recapping, looking at the rookie draft last week, we had to change oh, it up boy. a little bit where we didn't have uh, knowing about the quarterback situation. So we did a running back. We did a pass catcher uh, at the tight end mm-hmm. position as well as the receiver position. And, hey, lo and behold, look at that. Who won all three with, with A-Chan, Puka Nakua, and Sam Laporta? That's a nine-point week for me. Bucky with three second-place finishes. Well, if there's three guys in it, I finished first in all of them. Bucky finished second. Oh, oh Yeah, Rhett wow. got a good sake. Uh, Rhett came up with nothing. Uh, Bucky and myself, we're tied at the top now for the season with 18 points. Uh, Rhett's looking up a little bit. He's got some ground to make up. Uh, the good news wow. for you, Rhett, is that you are going to get the first pick here in just a moment. But before we do that, I'll let you crow a little bit because you were on the Puka Nakua train early. Obviously, you don't get the benefit of the points there because of poor drafting. But I- I'll give you credit for being <laughs> on that one a little early. Well, look, uh, when you have the trust of your head coach and the trust of your quarterback, uh, you're going to get fed. And uh, Puka Nakua, you know, it, it, while not maybe the, the most elite athlete that we had in the wide receiver class, shows you that he can get open, he can catch a ball, he can make contested catches, physical catches, he can get inside on slant routes and be it, you know, make himself open for Matthew Stafford. And even when he, when maybe he even isn't, you know, the read, Stafford just loves getting this dude the ball, uh, especially on those in breaking routes in that 15 to 20 yard range. I mean, those intermediate throws. Stafford eats on that stuff all day long. And Puka Nakua, I mean, like 75% of his routes feels like they are coming some sort of in-breaking cut uh, in that intermediate range. And he is just so nifty at finding uh, a way to get open in that area. And then, of course, his game, his first career touchdown is the game winner. Uh, you love that. And it's just, uh, it's all working out right now. And, I mean, we're talking about the most prolific rookie receiver in, in NFL history through four games. Pretty dang good. Yeah, he was on my team week one. You better believe it. We were on it from the jump. <laughs> you were on it from the jump, but you don't get any carryover. You don't get any body points for being able to point him out in week one. We're now in week four. We, we move beyond it. Uh, this, to me, is is, is kind of like the, the perfect uh, thing when it comes to having a sweet tooth. Like, you got your type, you know what kind of dessert you like, and you go back to the well. And so I go and I look at the comparison between Cooper Cup and Puka, and size-wise, they're very, very similar. 
uh, speed wise, they were also similar. And you look at their careers in terms of how they got down at BYU and Eastern Washington, respectively. There are a lot of similarities. And so when you have Cooper Cup go out, they're able to basically put a clone in and put him in the same spot and allow him to have kind of the similar success. To me, the challenge isn't what's going to happen with Puka as he's continuing to do it with Cooper Cup out. What are the Rams going to do when Cooper Cup comes back? Because he's been so productive in this role. Do I want to remove him from this role and, and, and put Cooper Cup there? Or do I want to maybe think about moving Cooper Cup around and allowing Puka to be productive? Because the offense has kind of been working with Puka, kind of running over the middle. Maybe we can do some other stuff with Cooper Cup and find a way to get both of these guys on the field at the same time, catching a bunch of touchdowns. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, to me, I don't think this is going to be a problem. If you think back to, you know, the teams with, with Robert Woods there, with Cooper Cup, they, they, we yeah. always talked about how the fact they're all interchangeable. That, that, that's what yeah. make this, makes this McVay offense roll, is that these guys can all move around, play every position. They run so much bunch, they, they condense the formation down. So they're stacked and, and, you know, they're all going to get a chance to work in the middle of the field and work on crossers and, and really kind of operate in space, uh, you know, which is is something that they can all do. So, you know, Rhett, for me, I don't think that's going to be I don't think that's going to be an issue when when Cooper Cup comes back. No. And, and now, you know, you add Cooper back into the mix and you've already seen we talked about a little bit about it uh, on the Monday pod, uh, Deej, that, uh, you know, Kyron Williams is really rounding into form as, you know, a lead back type of guy scored touchdowns on their first two uh, possessions in Indianapolis. And so, like, you know, kind of slowly but surely you're talking about a, a nice little young core uh, on on offense. And then, you know, you've got the big play potential with Tutu Atwell, obviously Van Jefferson still there. So like you're building some depth there now if they can get a little bit healthier up front on the offensive line. I mean, Matthew Stafford is rolling this year, too. So I got no issues and no worries about him finding the open dude, no matter who it is, uh, in that Rams offense. All right. You, you got you got a goose egg last week. You've got the first pick. So you got it. You have to find a point score here. You have to at least get a one or a two uh, yeah. place finish here with this first <laughs> yeah. overall pick, right? Who, who are you going with? It's CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, Texans, uh, lock okay. it up. Give me the, give me the QB. He's, you know, he's 300 a game right now. Um, and, you know, he's, he scored, he's found a terrific chemistry with Nico Collins. Uh, give me CJ Stroud to get, uh, two touchdowns, another 300 yards. All right. Well. I, I like that one. Um, man, I could, I could go a couple different places here. Puka's was good to me last week, but man, going up against the Eagles, I know the Eagles gave up 30 burger to, uh, to Washington, but I think they, they kind of bounce back in that one. So I think I'm going to, man, I've got to get points. So I'm look, I'm going to go with Richardson. I'm going to take the second quarterback. Uh, Richardson's been a point scorer. Gosh, he's got four rushing touchdowns already. So uh, I feel good that he's going to at least get me a a point uh, for second place. Maybe he gets me the full three points. Uh, for being first, but both quarterbacks there off the board, Buck, which gives you some strategy. You could uh, you can go anywhere you want. Yeah, you got me, back-to-back picks. Yeah, yeah, it gives me a lot of strategy. I, I used to watch A-Team when I was a kid, and I used to love when a plan comes together because right now the plan is really coming together. <laughs> I'm going to take B. John Robinson right here at number three, and then I'm going to follow it up with Puka. So now I have two of the most prolific guys in our little draft on my squad right now, and I'll worry about having to take Bryce Young later, but I've already got it. Like I, I look forward to uh, hoisting the trophy for week five because I, I love wow. the squad right now. 
Uh, interesting that That's you strong. took uh, Bijan going up against this uh, Texans defense coached by D'Amico Ryans that is uh, absolutely playing inspired right now and limited the Steelers to what, like zero yards it felt like after watching that game. Okay, okay, Buck, if that's the strategy, go for it, bud. Uh, I'm going to be... I saw it up close in person. I saw Bijan do all kinds of stuff while you were watching Toy Story. I was watching it for real. This dude is is, is amazing. I I think he's going to get enough touches. All right, DJ, what do you got? All right. um, Oh, man. Hmm. Uh, Look, I'm going to go... uh, I'm going to go with HN. I'm going HN. I'm going to go with the running back from the Dolphins, who's been who's been awesome. And and by the way, uh, Rhett, you're up next, but I'll just kick it to you on this one. This is like if you got a chance to watch Chris Johnson play with an explosive vertical passing attack. Like think about CJ2K getting all those yards where everybody was just kind of yeah. packed in there to try and slow him mm-hmm. down. He was the offense. Now imagine him playing with, with Tyreek Hill and Waddle and all the speed outside, which is going to scare safeties out of there and give them that type of space. That's literally what it looks like. It looks like they've got Chris Johnson back there going up against light boxes. It's just not fair. This is tough, tough, guys. I mean, there's... Is it, though? There's there's just nothing left at the running back spot. Jameer Gibbs, I I, look, he's a really talented dude, but it's been a dud thus far. It's been an absolute dud. (laughs) Can I trust it? I, I mean... Obviously, I don't have to take the running back right now because you guys both have your running backs. So all I'm trying to do here is find my best path forward from the receiver spot. Um, and well, you I got back to back picks, buddy. So you can do whatever you want here. Yeah, Way to pay attention. All right, lock me up with uh, lock me up with Zay Flowers. I think it's going to come together here. I think we're gonna we're gonna start to see this thing roll. Give me Zay Flowers, the wideout spot, and whatever. Give me Gibbs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If there's anything oh else to gosh. do at this I lo- point. I love. I, I I love. I love the point. The fact that you've got your strategy session uh, that's taking place there when you have back to back picks, and they're the last two picks you're going to have in the draft. There's absolutely zero relevance to which one of those guys you took first. Absolutely none doesn't, whatsoever. Doesn't matter. Uh, but yet, Just, Rhett has this, he's scrimmaging this thing, Buck. Can you imagine him in a draft I'm, room? Can you imagine Rhett in a draft room? Like, uh, uh, all right. Uh, Mr. Lewis, general manager Lewis, we're on the we're on the clock right now. He's like, oh crap, we're on the clock. Yeah, no, we've been, oh, picking, come we've been on, picking 12 man. for four you months. Know, if Did I you could not see the ticker right with the picks, we'd be in good shape. But we don't we don't have a ticker. <laughs> Give me a ticker. Uh, all right, I've got my quarterback uh, in Richardson. I've got yeah, you know, no one else is yeah. HN. Okay, no one else is picking. Let's go. Come on. So I've I've got I've got my receiver choice here, um, and I am actually I, I could go in a couple different areas. I'm gonna just make sure that I like the matchup here. Uh, one second, I just want to double check because I want to make sure I'm making the right decision. Yep, I'm gonna go. I'm uh, I'm going with Michael Wilson here. Uh, is this the first time he's been selected in the it in is. Our draft? I think mm-hmm. right. It is Michael yep. Wilson out of Stanford, coming off of a huge game last week. Um, Buck, by the way, Michael Wilson and Puka Nakua. Both trained with uh, with Hushmanzada in the run up to the draft. If you're a no receiver way. and you want to get ready for maybe the draft, you're going over there. for the NFL. <laughs> yeah, maybe go work out with him uh, because. And oh, by the way, who else? T. Higgins when he was going through the draft process. Talk about guys yeah. who were you know underrated and who got incredible value with where they were selected. Uh, Hush doing a great job there. You got the you got the last pick, Buck. Well, I mean, I don't have a choice. I'm going to take Bryce Young. Uh, Bryce Young has has to 
has to find a way to, to get it done for the Carolina Panthers. It has been really extremely disappointing to see this offense and to see what Bryce Young has had to work with. Uh, the production hasn't been there, and I didn't think that he would set the world on fire. But I thought, and many of us talked about, we kind of felt like this Panthers team would be a playoff contender based on some of the pieces that they had in place defensively and how they would get it going. That hasn't materialized, and my guy's getting battered and beat up, and I'm beginning to worry about him losing his confidence. But this is a bounce back week. Let's say week five, Bryce Young finds a way to put some points on the board. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. Hey, he's got better every game. When you look at it, the, the trend line is, is, is improving each and every week. So hopefully this is the, maybe a breakout game there for Bryce Young. All right. That's going to do it for the rookie draft. This is a, this is a bounce back week for Rhett. I can feel it. I, I like the squad that he's assembled. I think he's got a chance to maybe score a point or two uh, this week, which will be exciting. Get him back in the mix a little bit. See if we can make this competitive. Um, all right, that's going to do it for today on uh, tomorrow's show. Looking forward to this one because as much as we talk about the rookies on the offensive side of the ball, uh, we're going to shift the focus and the attention to the defensive side of the ball uh, on tomorrow's episode. So I encourage you guys to join us. Appreciate all the uh, the ratings and reviews you continue to give us. Uh, we do appreciate those tremendously. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. We'll catch you tomorrow on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.